Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Low Sodium Show. It's another great Wednesday. It is the 14th of August of 2013, and uh, yeah, we're going to have a great show, and I'm really excited about tonight's show, because we're going to hit a a few topics that are kind of controversial, kind of, um, uh, you know, get a lot of disagreement upon. Um, So... We'll do some talking about that stuff. Um, also tonight, we're going to talk about the the winter doggle. Of course, a new keyword. We have two keywords out there, folks. Okay, it kind of seems easy, but it's definitely going to be one of those things you just scratch your head on. And, and I'm going to release what that special thing is at the Boondoggle. You definitely want to be there for it. Uh, also, we're going to have our pick of the week. I think we've got a great one this week um, by a, uh, a great angler who um, who uh, definitely deserves it, as well as uh, the main topics. And the main topics for tonight's show, there's two main ones tonight. And, of course, folks, please call in at any time, number 714-816-4727. Um, and you're going to want to start calling in because, uh, we're going to start giving away some gear and some stuff like that uh, from one of our many, uh, one, one of many sp- uh, personal sponsors, uh, Tackle Packs and, and stuff like that. So you definitely want to tune in for that. Um, but, you know, the, the main topic tonight, the, the big one in my eyes, is lures. Do lures catch fish or do they catch fishermen, which leads to catching fish? And that's something that's very uh, debated about. Also, the castable umbrella rig. And I get a lot of questions from folks. Um, You know, how do I use it? Where do I use it? Uh, Stuff like that. But first, I'd like to introduce the Low Sodium co-host slash producer um, slash call taker. And that would be my man, Matt Yachum Trucks. What's going on, man? Hey, Mark. Good evening, everybody. Great to be on again. As Mark said, he's got a great show for you all, so uh, hang out and enjoy. Um, don't forget the uh, the phrase of the week coming up uh, towards the end of the show. Um, yes, yes, Starting yes. to get good. Oh, yeah. It, you know, it's definitely something you're going to want to listen to and uh, write down. And, and, you know, remember, folks, you have to be at the Boondoggle to claim the prize. Um you know, it's one of those things that was uh, uh, decided upon. So, sorry if you can't make it, but it's always next time. Um, so, we're going to take our first quick break. And when we come back, we'll kick off this puppy uh, uh, right. So, we'll be right back with more of the Low Sodium Show, only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. Looking for a new cooler with a lifetime warranty and made 100% in the United States? Look no further than Orca Coolers. These roto-molded, rugged coolers feature premium quality, seamless construction, meaning they're built to take whatever you and Mother Nature throws at them. Orca Coolers allow ice to keep for days, and they have non-slip feet so your cooler stays where you want it. With secure external latch system, the lid always stays closed. Orca Coolers, made 100% in the USA, always has been, always will be. Check them out at orcacoolers.com. Boondoggle? What the heck is a boondoggle? Is it a tournament? No, it's not a freaking tournament. A boondoggle's just an event where a bunch of kayak anglers come together for a weekend of fun and kayak fishing. 
We all get together and fish, check out industry-related products, have a big dinner, and swap a fishing story or two. What's that? Sounds like a useless waste of time? Yeah, it is. So what? So get your butt up off the couch and get to a boondoggle. Bring yourself. Bring your family. Heck, bring your hairy-ass brother-in-law. I don't care. Just get to a boondoggle. Check out yakangler.com slash boondoggle for more information. Sound bites um, that we have. Um, hey, no you know, problem. That's my job. It, it makes things. <laughs> it makes things. I, I think much smoother. Um, but let's get right on topic tonight, and that is fishing lures. And and I hear it a lot. A new lure comes out, um, and the first thing I hear, one of the first things next to cool, and that's kind of neat, is. Oh, that's just to catch the fishermen. You know, and and that is very true. And I'm, I'm going to put it out to you right now. That is truer than can be, okay? They don't do things in the industry that wouldn't make sense to catch fishermen. And that's, that's a God's honest truth, okay? You know, you could have the worst packaging in the world, but if that lure has some flash to it and looks good and we go, hmm, that might catch a fish and we buy it, we they just caught us, okay. Um, now, with that being said, you know there are millions, millions of baits out there, okay. And we've all been fishing for bass or whatever, and had that day where we're going through everything in the tackle box. I mean, every color, size, variation of that. And magically, you grab that one that's just you you know it was given to you like a gag gift kind of thing, and you're like I've got to try it. You put it on there, and boom, you catch a fish. Okay, that you know it's one of those things that that just happens. Okay, but let's go over how companies pick the colors that they use to catch us as fishermen. Okay. It is a known fact that when we can identify, okay, that color variation, that has to be a bluegill. We immediately buy it. Okay, it could look nothing like a bluegill in the water, but on that store shelf, okay, it looks like a bluegill. This is where Live Target and and so many others really have a niche in that. I mean, they're selling a $20 lure, and it looks like a bluegill, doesn't swim like a bluegill. It's it's one of those things, okay. It just it it shouldn't work, in my eyes, and it really it doesn't. I have had little luck with live targets, and I'll be truthfully honest with you, okay. Now with that being said, 
Look at a mirror lure. Mirror lure looks nothing, not a dang thing close to any sort of bait fish I have ever seen. Okay? It's got the same profile, somewhat, as like a mullet or or um, anything like that. But it still doesn't work. If, if that makes any sense to, to, the, to y'all. Okay? If, if you look at a mirror, a mirror lure or a mirror mullet or whatever and you turn it around, it's like that just doesn't, you know, you can see the, 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 the spacing in it and the, the, the sheets that they use. And you just go, how the heck does that work? But it catches fish, and it's been catching fish for many years. You know, and that's something that that has always puzzled me. How do the baits that don't look like fish, don't act like a fish, don't give off any of the the coloration or, or sonic signature catch fish? And it comes down to this, okay? And this is the way I, I I've, I've kind of broken it down, is that, you could have a lure that looks nothing like a fish. It looks nothing like a fork species. It could look like nothing at all. But when you buy it and you look at it and you go, huh, this might work. Better yet, you go, huh, this will work. Immediately, something that we talk, I don't talk enough about, and that's confidence. And when you're in the freshwater fishing industry, like I am, where I am absolutely 100% a believer in confidence and good vibes, good karma, really dictate how your day is going to go, okay? I have seen it time and time and time again where anglers come into a tournament. I mean, we're talking money tournaments here, y'all. Not, you know, win a kayak, not win a paddle, not win, you know, a trophy. We're talking cash money. Like, this is how you survive kind of money, right? One guy comes in, had a cruddy, cruddy practice, shakes it off, comes in with a good attitude, has super confident about his his selection for the day, where he's going to go, how he's going to fish it, and tears it up. And then you've got the guy who's fished there his whole entire life. And maybe he woke up that morning and stubbed his toe and has him in a bad mood. He just can't shake that toe being, you know, stubbed, right? He comes out. He knows where the fish are. He gets there, and he's fishing like a madman. But as the day goes on, his confidence weans. His productivity drops. You know, he starts getting angry. He starts getting impatient. He starts doing things wrong. It gets him, you know, it's, it's, it's that uh, Gerald Swindell has a great, great saying for, 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 for what that gentleman is working on right now. And that's called the stress monkey. And, you know, you feel him. You know, he's crawling on your back. As the day goes on, things start getting worse. He starts putting his hands around your throat and tightening that grip and tightening that grip and digging his knee into your kidney. You know, that, that's the stress monkey. And surprisingly, you can shove that stress monkey off. By surprisingly, what I do a lot of times is I start getting that stress monkey. And it's usually because I'm not catching fish. I'm making bad decisions. I'm doing all this stuff. But I'm in an area where I can see fish. And it might be a bluegill. It might be a crappie. It might be a catfish. I've always got something that I know I could throw in there and catch them. You know, and that might be a rooster tail, a, uh, a beetle spin, you know, just kind of, 
toss it in there, catch that fish, it lets me know that, okay, I can still do this. Literally, I'll catch it, I'll change it out, I'll throw it back out, boom, and I'll hammer a bass. It is something that I truly, truly believe in. And that's where bait color, I believe, really comes. And bait, how the bait looks, really is what defines um, your success. Okay? If you've got a bait that you've bought or you've given to you and you go, this is never going to work. You're never going to throw it. Granted, it might work, but you're never going to throw it because you don't have confidence in it. And this is oh, something we're going to talk about in the second part of this, this, this segment is that you know having confidence in your baits and your lures, it doesn't matter if it looks like a banana. It doesn't matter if it looks like a, a floating turd, okay? But if you don't have confidence in that, it'll truly wane your ability to, to be successful out in the water. Um, we're also going to talk about, we'll take, after we take a quick, quick break um, and a word from my personal sponsors, is that um, a new series of, of lures are coming out that actually have science behind them. It's not just going, you know, if I whittle that piece of wood right there into this shape, it might work. That's what's been going on for hundreds of years, okay? It doesn't, you can go back and, you know, to the to the 1800s, and guys have been using just, uh, you know, a broomstick with hooks on it and, and been catching fish. But with, with science the way it is and the more understanding we have of fish, their biology, their, their you know, kidney, kidney, whatever it is, okay, uh, we will get better lines of lures. And there's one company in particular that is really, really taking this to full heart, and we'll talk more about that uh, when we come right back um, from this short, quick break. And, of course, folks, you can always call in. Um, it's greatly appreciated when you do. Again, that number is 714-816-4727. Uh, if you're on the app or, or whatever else, we have a great new thing that's going on with with Thai Fishing Radio, and that is you can send your report in, okay, a fish report, or if you just want to say hey, or or whatever. And the great thing about the fish reports is we can play them on the Low Sodium Show. We can play your report, and if we play your report, you'll get a price pack from one of my sponsors. Simple as that. Um, and that's something that's really going to happen is, you know, something I truly believe in, that we can do this report thing. A little bit of extra incentive really helps. Um, so how it's going to work, you're going to call in five times, give us five reports, and you're going to get a, a prize pack from one of my sponsors. Okay? Simple as that. So definitely, you know, call in, be productive, and uh, all that good stuff. But of course, yeah, we'll, like we'll be right to me. Yeah, I mean, you, you drop five reports, you get a, a you know, a pack of Tommy Head jigs or a lure from Unfair Lures. Come on. I mean, you got to be kidding me. You know, you do it enough times, and maybe you get a sweet bull bay rod. Just saying. I don't know. Might be something you might be interested in. But of course, and while Mark's right talking back. about submitting your fishing report, you can also submit it to the app. The uh, form and instructions are right on kayakfishing.com. I'm sorry, kayakfishingradio.com. Right on the front there page go. there. Explains Rock everything on. for I mean, you. And it's super simple, folks. You can't get any easier than that. But, like I said, we have to take this quick break uh, to, to get paid is the best way to put it, as they say on the real radio. Um, but I don't get paid. 
Uh, but we'll be right back with more of the Low Sodium Show on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. Full Bay Custom Rods are handcrafted, designed, built by fishermen for fishermen. Each plank goes through a rigorous stress test to ensure the highest quality, period. You can actually feel the action of the bite as well as lure vibration through the foregrip, made with the highest quality components and made to your specifications. Full Bay Custom Rods bring innovation to your hands. Go to bbrods.com to check out some amazing custom rods. Full Bay Custom Rods, built by fishermen for fishermen. Hey, man, what you doing, man? I'm just trying to find out about this boondoggle thing, man. Boondoggle? That's not good stuff, man. A friend of mine back in the hood smoked some of that stuff, man. It's not good. He's He was freaking out, man. Nah, man, I'm talking about a kayak fishing boondoggle, man. It's when a bunch of fishermen on kayaks get together to hang out, man. A bunch of kayak fishermen hanging out. Sounds fishy to me, man. How do these guys hook up? Well, I tried to look them up, but they don't have a website yet, man. No website, man. Bummer. Nah, man, but I hear they're trying to raise money to build one, man. Oh, yeah? I'm trying to raise some money, too, man. You want to buy some? <laughs> nah, man. But this kayak fishing boondoggle thing is really a good idea, man. I think we ought to help these guys out, man. All right, man. I'm with you. So where do we go, man? Oh, no, nah, man. We ain't got to go nowhere, man. Right now, we can help them out by checking out kayakfishingboondoggle.com, man. Okay, man. I can boondoggle on that, man. Don't get stuck in your kayak. You are listening to The Low Sodium Show on Kayak Fishing Radio with your host, Mark, the Landing Crew Wheeler. All right, folks, we're back. Yeah. Oh. Hey Mark, just so you know, um, on the phone we have uh, Chris Carlisle. Um, you want me to bring him on now, or? Yeah, sure, bring him on, bring him on, bring him on. All right, there you go, Chris. You're on live kayak fishing radio. Well, well thank you very much, Chris. Not too much. How about you guys? Doing good, buddy. Doing good. So what's a good word? Well, up here in uh, the North Dakota, Minnesota area, fishing nice. is actually pretty good, man. Awesome. Got out got out today, uh, was fishing a little lake called Matville Dam, and got uh, I got about six fish in just a matter of like two hours. A couple walleye, a nice. couple uh, northerns, a couple perch. It was, a, it was a pretty good day. Nice, nice. Nice, really nice. Good day. nice. Now, do you guys have? Um, I know there's several lakes in North Dakota that have um, that are really good bass lakes, especially in the wintertime. The um, I know there's one that's um, a power plant lake. Um, Nelson. I can't think. Of it. That's it. Nelson Lake. Um, Nelson Lake. Ever had a chance to fish that lake? Not yet. In fact, actually, I'm making plans to go up there here really, really soon. And because it's a power plant lake, we've got that nasty habit where our lakes freeze over in the middle of winter. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but that lake actually on mild winters never freezes. So we're 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 kind of hoping that might be the case, and we might actually get out in the kayaks in like December or something and go fish some bass. Yeah, that's awesome. We've got a lake down here in Virginia. Excuse me. That's called Lake Anna. And um, 
It's a power plant lake, just the same one as Nelson. And actually, the reason I know of Lake Nelson is, is um, or Nelson Reservoir, whichever the two it is, um, is that there was actually a fishing show where they were on that lake. I mean, middle of January, steam's off it. There's like four feet of snow along the bank, and they are hammering, I mean, big bass. In the middle of wintertime, yep. on topwater buzz baits and frogs. Oh, I, I was like, damn, that's awesome. I love that. Um, <laughs> excuse me, guys. I'm still trying to get over that cold. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, well, North Dakota is one of those places that I've always wanted to go fishing. Um, you know, because you guys do have a diversity. You've got the, uh, you know, the, the walleye, the pike, and the, uh, you know, there's some streams there that have some really nice trout. Um, oh, yeah. Know, stuff like that. I mean, just. That and the, the mule deer, good golly, Miss Molly. I just want to put a stick through one of them so bad. Um, but uh, <laughs> Well, I tell you what, man, you, you're, you're, you're calling a good person. I mean, I live out in the middle of nowhere. I've got farmland all around me. That's all we do is hunt and fish around here and farm, I guess, when we got something. <laughs> I'm jealous. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, very but jealous. No, I live in the middle of Go ahead, man. We got another lake, uh, too, just a little bit south of us called Ashtabula. And that's the the number of smallmouth bass in that lake is just amazing. And it is. Most people don't fish it for smallies. You know what I mean? They they go out for the walleye, the pike, and stuff like that. Um, But I mean, four or five pound smallies, at least once a trip. Easy. Wow. And we were talking yeah, just on, you know, hooks and grubs. Nothing nothing fancy, no, you know. And, then, and that's something that's crazy is that it's the same species, same species that I have here in Virginia, same species that's up in New York, same species that's down south. But you go up in the Midwest. I'm talking upper Midwest, North Dakota, Minnesota, um, Wisconsin, Michigan, they fish for smallmouth completely different than in the Northeast. North, we don't here in Virginia in the, in the you know the uh, Bible Belt area, best way to put it. Um, yeah, fish for smallies completely different than you guys up there. Like for us to throw a grub at, at a smallie, it just wouldn't, it just doesn't fathom in our minds. Granted, do I do it? Yes. Why? Because it's really effective. You know. But, yeah, here in the Northeast, you know, it's, just, you know, it's mainly crankbaits and spinnerbaits. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's, it's a, you know, and then that's the, the the whole great thing about this topic is that it's confidence. It's what you know, and that's something that I, I really believe truly limits us as anglers. Um, and if if you've listened to the show before or, or you've been fishing with me, you know, or those that know, know that I have, I don't carry just crankbaits. I don't carry just jigs. I don't carry just one thing. I carry a, such a multitude of baits, and I know how to use them all. And that's something that I told myself in the very beginning I would do. I wouldn't be a Denny Brower and just be a jig fisherman. Now, granted, Denny Brower could crank, he can spinner bait, he can finesse, but he's a jig guy. I'm not like a, uh, um, oh, who's another one like, like that? Um, I just had him in my mind. Oh, shoot. Oh, Jeff Crete. Jeff Crete's a finesse fishing fanatic. Okay, but when he has to power fish is where he's really limited. And I truly believe that to be successful in my pursuits, and my pursuit is to be PSS, FLW, Touring Pro, 
is that to be successful nowadays, because you are fishing, it's such a diverse segment. Back in the day, Denny Brower, Jeff Crete, guys like that, they literally didn't have to leave Georgia, Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, and North Carolina, and South Carolina area, because that's where all the bass fishing was. Literally, until I'm going to say, in, in, in big tournaments, and where, where these guys really had their success, you know, until the late 90s. Okay, but they and they they could go to these new lakes, that, you know, the ones up north and everything else, and do really well because it's what they were good at. But nowadays, I mean, literally, you can go from fishing a Southern Open, let's say on uh, a Southern Open on uh, the James River in Virginia, right? The next week, you've got a tournament up in Lake Champlain up in New York. I'm telling you right now, you cannot fish the James River as a jig fisherman. It just doesn't work. You go up to Lake Champlain, you start flipping docks, flipping, you know, cover, you can do it. After that tournament, you've got to run all the way down south to Lake Fork in Texas, right? Granted, flipping yep. kitchen works there, but you'd be have better success with a lipless crank, with a Carolina rig, with a swim bait. Next tournament's out west in California. There, it's a whole, it depends on where you're fishing. Clear Lake, cranking, flipping, really doesn't matter. You hit the Delta, you better be a flip-pitch master with anything out there. And I apologize for my dogs for being retarded. Um, that's a good thing about the show. It's all family order, you know. Everyone gets involved, including my my Labrador, who's about ready to lose his mind because he knows it's hunting season. But you know, this is this is where confidence really comes in, into play. And my tip for everyone is. If you're not a crankbait fisherman, you need to learn how to crankbait. I don't care who you are, okay? If you want to step your game up and be successful at angling, at, at, you know, possibly winning a tournament, possibly moving on from just being a, a weekend fisherman, you have to be so diverse that you've got to be able to crankbait. And the best way to do it, and this is how I've talked to hundreds of, of pros, from Iconelli to Swindell to Jonathan Van Dam, Kevin Van Dam. Y'all, Kevin Van Dam, literally, when he's practicing, when he's just going out to to, to work out the kinks over, from over the wintertime, granted, that man fishes 365, but he literally goes, okay, I know on this tournament I was throwing the jerk bait, and for whatever reason, I just wasn't throwing it right. He will spend as long as it takes throwing just a jerk, he will empty out a boat. And trust me, y'all, get a chance, look on YouTube, and see these guys, is how, how they have their, their boat set up, and you'll understand what I'm saying. They clear the, He clears his boat out, so all that he's throwing is a jerk bait, okay? He can literally be up next to another angler who's just tearing him up on drop shots, right? He will not change over to a drop shot. Because he is trying to build the confidence that if he had to throw that jerk bait at any point in time, he'd be able to catch fish, no matter what anyone else is throwing. And that is something that makes him so successful. Because no matter what he ties on, no matter what he throws or where he throws, he's always going, this is the next fish. I will catch the next fish. This next fish is going to hit. I'm going to hit him. I'm going to reel him up. I'm going to keep the rod tip low, keep him in the water, bring him around. 
and I'm going to land him. And this is literally his thought process. He has a book, okay, and I'm kind of getting off subject, but this is something that I truly believe. If you want to step up your game and be a better angler, you need to be knowledgeable. You need knowledge is power. Oh, it truly is. I've literally got a library from Ike and Ellie to Denny Brower to Bill Dance. Jimmy Houston, Jimmy Houston writes a great book. I mean, just absolutely awesome. Granted, three-quarters of the book is, is, is about um, his uh, personal religious beliefs, and that's great. You know, he's a great Christian man, and I, and I truly appreciate how he feels about that, and that's what makes this country great. Um, but when he finally does talk about fishing, and when he really bites the bullet and really, you know, digs into it, you will learn more in a page and a half than you will learn in a year's, two years' time of on-the-water experience. And I truly, I've told people that, and they go, no way. I hand them the book, they read it, they go, damn. <laughs> I mean, this is, that's how powerful these books are that he writes. But, um, oh, shoot, I forgot the book name that KVD has. Um, but it's like on his third edition, the, the one you want to find is the first edition. The reason behind that is he, in the second and third, he removed a bunch of content. Because that first edition, I mean, it was only like 400 of the first edition printed. Um, and this is back in the you know late 90s when he was just coming on the scene as a, as a truly a force to be reckoned with. Um, that he gave away so many secrets that, that that he had, you know, thought processes and stuff like that. The guys were using it against him. So he removed a bunch of the stuff. And, you know, I got to have all, I mean, it's, Looking at it right now, it's four versions. Okay, having all four versions, each time he does a new version, he adds new content. Mostly, it's just updated info. But having that first one is so—it's it, it, my—it's one of my bibles. It's one I go to when I'm when I'm stuck in a situation. I open it up and I read it. Now, talking about confidence. Um, hey, Matt, uh, my my computer's down again. How am I, how am I doing on time? Um, you are. About an hour and a half in, you're good. It's about ten minutes okay. to the next break. Or five minutes. Five minutes next break. Okay. Um I'll let you know. But thank you. Yeah. Um, but confidence, okay. And and it is something I truly I, I, I harp it and I'm harping it on this show because it's it's one of those things that I cannot stress enough. Um, a great book. By an angler. We all know the guy's name. We, and, and, every, and you either love him or you hate him, Mike Iaconelli. Okay. His book, um, this first one that he wrote, where he talks about where he started from, where he his, his struggles and tribulations and and, 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 and everything else, uh, you, you can't miss. I, I don't actually don't have a uh, – it's actually in a plastic bag because I've read it so much I've lost the cover and the back cover. Um, and the, the, the spine's all tore up. Um, but – it's him where he's holding the bass, you know, on the cover. It's a light blue cover. Um, but <clears throat> excuse me, it's it really shows. And it really, t- you know, he, the parts that really hit me is the tournament in the Bassmaster Classic that he won in Louisiana. Okay, if you don't know the backstory on that, he was going through a divorce. He was about ready to give up bass fishing forever, tournament fishing forever. Going back and working for for Dick Sportingard, I mean he was on the bottom, okay. But through his his knowledge, through his commitment, and through family, 
And then that's something like, you know, if you don't do the, the tournament scene or anything like that, you know, family's not a huge part of it. Granted, you know, sometimes it is. Um, but family is such a huge thing in, in the tournament scene. And and I apologize, folks, if, you, if you're not interested in tournaments, if you're not interested in, in, in you know, in, in becoming a professional angler, you can really use the same thing I'm saying in your in your life in, in general. And, and and I truly believe this, you know, is that confidence and, and good karma, uh, good uh, attitude, truly takes you to the to the moon and back. Um, but he, you know, he, he went fishing, pre-fishing with his uncle. Um, this is right before his uncle, unfortunately, passed away. Um, oh, excuse me. No, that was his grandfather. His grandfather had just died the year before, the two years before. Um, so he's still fighting with that. And he went out pre-fishing with his uncle. And he was trying to find the fish, trying to find the fish. Literally rock bottom. I mean, you know, engines weren't working and everything else. He got caught in a rainstorm. And he writes in the book that he crawled, he crawled up in the fetal position on the bow of his boat. And he fell asleep. That's something that you never hear of. Okay, I don't care who you are. I can't do it. I try. I mean, I, 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 I'll come be coming back from an offshore trip, and after you know, twelve hours, I'm just getting my head beaten in, you know, losing fish, leadering fish, moving around, doing everything else, rigging baits, and I'll be absolutely exhausted. But I cannot sleep. I'll lay there with my eyes closed, but I'm not sleeping. It's just one of those things I just can't do. Um, and for many of these bass guys, it is something unheard of for them to fall asleep. Because they are so, you, you become so channeled into your thoughts that it makes it really difficult. But like I was saying, he fell asleep. You know, one of those um, rainstorms where it comes and goes rather quickly. No more than 15, 20 minutes. He woke up when it ended, and he felt reinvigorated. Okay, like a new man. But he also came with with the, the feeling of, I have no pressure. I can just fish. I can just enjoy myself. And he ran the bend, and that's where he found what he calls the heart. A secluded little sanctuary where there was bass to be galore. You know, and he ended up winning that tournament in that hole. Didn't go anywhere else, just right there. And that that's truly how, you know, you want to be better. You want that confidence. Having the confidence, just go, I'm just fishing, man. I, you know, it's no issue. I, I can just fish. You know, that's what I love doing is what really turns you from, you know, from before to after. And Kevin Van Dam, Gerald Swindell, all those guys, okay, when they first started off, for them it was just, I just got, I, I just have to win. I just have to place. Now, granted, they still do that, but they are now more experienced. They know them, what's going on that they can go. I can just fish. You know, I don't need really the, the heavy-duty stress. Do they stress? Yes. Why? Because many of them have families they have to feed. Okay. They also don't really need to stress on the sense that they've got sponsors that really help them out. Okay. So all those things kind of pile in. But even still, if you talk to Gerald Swindell, if you talk to Iconelli or any of them, and you go, if you lost all your sponsors right now and you had to go to the next tournament, would you, would you be stressing? Most of them say, yeah, I'd be stressing a little bit. Then you go. All right, Mark, hold that thought, buddy. We got to go to break. 
Okay, let me just finish this thought for one second. Otherwise, I'll forget. Absolutely. Go for it. But then if you ask them, hey, are you, uh, um, you know, are, are you going to have fun out there? They're going to look, right right, look you right in the eye and tell you, of course I'm going to have fun. It's what I love to do. So that's where it all comes from. Folks, when we come right back after the short break, we're going to um, delve into um, more lures. I'm sorry I got sidetracked. And then at midway through, we're going to switch over to the castable umbrella rig, how it works, when you should throw it, the theory behind it, and why you should have a, a spew in your tackle box for this upcoming fall. It's going to be awesome. But again, we'll be right back with more of the Low Sodium Show, only on Tide Fishing Radio Network. Hey, man, what you doing, man? I'm just trying to find out about this boondoggle thing, man. Boondoggle? That's not good stuff, man. A friend of mine back in the hood smoked some of that stuff, man. It's not good. He's He was freaking out, man. Nah, man. I'm talking about a kayak fishing boondoggle, man. It's when a bunch of fishermen on kayaks get together to hang out, man. A bunch of kayak fishermen hanging out. Sounds fishy to me, man. How do these guys hook up? Well, I tried to look them up, but they don't have a website yet, man. No website, man. Bummer. Nah, man, but I hear they're trying to raise money to build one, man. Oh, yeah? I'm trying to raise the money, too, man. You want to buy some? <laughs> nah, man. But this kayak fishing boondoggle thing is really a good idea, man. I think we ought to help these guys out, man. All right, man. I'm with you. So where do we go, man? Oh, no, nah, man. We ain't got to go nowhere, man. Right now, we can help them out by checking out kayakfishingboondoggle.com, man. Okay, man. I can boondoggle on that, man. Don't get stuck in your kayak. Welcome to kayakfishingradio.com. To submit your local fishing report to be aired on Kayak Fishing Radio and the Kayak Fishing Radio iPhone and Android app, please follow these steps. Step 1. Create a Skype account. Step 2. Add Kayak Fishing Radio to your contacts on Skype. Step 3. Call Kayak Fishing Radio and you will hear a recorded greeting. Start recording after the tone. If you do not have a computer or access to one, you may call in via phone at 404-890-5232. That's 404-890-5232. sidetracked on the confidence side and that's truly something you know you can take any lure or anything, or anything like that and fish them but and and then i'm and i just my people might be going this is a shameless plug and maybe it is or or but it's something i truly believe in and something i'm really started paying more attention to um the more i fish and that is using lures that really can give you uh, scent, smell, or scent, look, hear, you know, all the five 
senses of of a bait fish, and it comes down to one company that I can tell you right off the top of my my head that does that, and that's Unfair Lures, um, and, and and in particular two baits um, that that really solidify this whole thought process, and that are the Paul's Dinkum Mullet and Paul's Dinkum Shrimp, and both of those baits. Okay, uh, we'll start with the mullet. The mullet actually looks like a mullet. Okay, it it it, it, it you put it in your hand, you look at it from above, and you go, "That's a mullet." You put it on its side, and granted, it doesn't have a tail, but you look at it on the side, and you go, "That's a mullet." You put it in the water, and you move it through the water, and you go, "Damn, that's a mullet." Okay, that is something that I truly believe you know matters. But along with that, you can put any of those any baits that look like another bait in the water. Okay, but if you don't notice. Or if if the fish don't identify that as in their lateral line, if you don't know what a lateral line is, it is literally the the third or fourth eyeball, okay, of a fish. It's how they identify prey or predator from a distance, okay. It's something that they tone hone and tone their whole entire life. And when you have a bait that doesn't give off or gives off a wrong sonic signature, you truly are limiting yourself. Um, and I use the, the the mullet a lot nowadays, and I'm talking fresh, salt, brackish, because it gives off the same sonic signature as a mullet. Now, the great thing about that, and you go on a mullet not in a, in, a, in, in a lake, no. But you know what? It gives off such a close signature all baitfish give off pretty much the same signature, okay, with a variation. It's just the same way as if you, if you take someone who listens to music, okay, and you play this, or even better than, than that, you take a guitar musician, okay, and you have him listen to the same song on a different guitar, okay, played the same way, same chording, same everything, okay, and he goes, the, the, something's wrong. They're, they're, they're just not the same. Okay? They'll be able to identify that very, very well. And literally, if you listen to it, you're like, there, there's no difference between all those guitars. And they go, no, 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 there's such a difference. I mean, there's tone, p- tone pitch, you know, and vibrato and everything else that goes along with that. Um, you know, that really, really is the same thought process as what a, a bass, a crappie, or, or redfish um, use. And that's going, okay, that's close, but it's not close. What is that? And it piques that interest. Okay, what it also does is it piques uh, one thing that we don't really talk about very much, and that is a bass or, or a, predator, a predator's fish, a fish that preys on other fish. Um, and that is jealousy. And that is something that I don't talk, we don't talk about enough of. That's for another show. Okay, it piques that interest. They go over, they investigate it, and they realize that's not a predator. That's not something that's going to eat me. But he might eat something that I might want to eat, and they'll eat it. It is one of those 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 bites. Once you feel it, like, oh, there he is, and it's never like a uh, kind of bite. It's a ma. You know, I'm going to eat you because you might later on cost me my life, and that is something that is just crazy to me, and it's something that we'll talk about in a later show. Um. You know, and then the, the Paul's Dinkum Shrimp. Same signature, has the same little clack as a shrimp. And if you pick it up in your hand, 
and you look at it from the front, you go, that's a shrimp. Turn it to the side, that's a shrimp, that's a shrimp, that's a shrimp. It swims like a shrimp, has the same, you know, characteristics, same swimming pattern as a shrimp. You add on some shrimp scent, now you got some shrimpy smell. Shrimpity shrimp, shrimp, shrimp. Get on it. I mean, we're talking awesome stuff here. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah. Okay. Lures. They catch the anglers. They catch anglers. They build confidence in that bait. You can be any bait you ever wanted, bait that you never even thought could work. But if you have confidence in that bait, you will work it better, you will fish it more, and you'll catch more fish. Simple as that. Okay. Color to to us is the most important thing. And if you believe in that and you go, okay, these colors will always work for me, you'll always decide on what you need to have. Simple as that. All right, that goes that little segment of, of happiness and, and joy. <clears throat> and we're going to do something special. Um, I know Matt's in the uh, 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 screen in the caller. Hang on one second. Let me bring him back, forcibly bring him back. Hey, Matt, we're going to do something real fast. I'm sorry if I'm cutting in between a conversation. Um, but, hey, Chris. Sorry about that. Chris, you there, buddy? I'm still here. Oh, okay, buddy. This is what I'm going to do for you, bud. Um, you know, you, I, there's something I'm really bringing on now, and that's, uh, you know, really giving a big thanks to all my callers. And um, what you're going to do is give uh, Matt uh, your address, okay? And we're okay. going to send you a, 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 a prize pack from uh, one of my sponsors, Tommy Head Jakes. It might be Swag from Jackson Kayaks. Um, it could be one, one, of a, one of a million things. Uh, but we're going to hook you up, man. So I'm going to let you get back talking to Matt, and uh, I really appreciate you being on the show. It's been a, a ton of go. fun. Cool. And, and, and yeah, I was just saying, if you want to come on at the end you know, of the show, we'll bring him back for a little bit, yeah? Yeah, well, I mean, if 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 you, uh, Chris, you want to say something or whatever, all you have to do is press 1. It'll notify Matt, um, and uh, we'll bring you back on, you know, at any point in time to, uh, uh, you know, talk about whatever you want. Sound cool, bud? Yeah, man, that sounds wonderful. That sounds absolutely awesome. Awesome, awesome, buddy. So we're going to hit now with something that that most people don't talk about and that's, or use in the kayak fishing industry, and it drives me absolutely insane. What a awesome setup. And that is the castable umbrella rig, or as many people know it as the Alabama rig, okay? We are talking about a bait that will make that will turn the crappiest fisherman into a bass, walleye, um, you know, just hot chick catching fiend, okay? But with that being said, I actually went to Bass Pro Shops the other day, and I stood in the aisle that they had all the, the, the A-rigs, or, or what I call them, cast bowl umbrella rigs. And I had guys walk by, look at them and walk away. And then before they walk away, I'd ask them a few questions. Why aren't you buying it? A lot of guys said, I don't believe in it, which is fine. Some guys said, it's cheating. And then a lot of guys said, I don't know how to fish it. Okay? I don't know when to fish it. I don't know if it's, I can throw it all the time. I don't know if it's to throw it in these situations. But it's amazing to me that people don't, <clears throat> just buy it because it's just cool. 
and that actually kind of makes you feel good. They just don't buy it because it just looks cool. They actually, you know, think and have the thought process of going, I just don't know how to use them. So we're going to break that down, and we're going to hit up something real fast. What a castable umbrella rig or a Alabama rig is, is it's a byproduct of the saltwater industry. Umbrella rigs have been used for millennia, okay? Well, I don't say millennia, for a century, okay, as a way of mimicking a bait ball, okay? In the inshore scene, they use for stripers, bluefish, uh, a million other things, okay? In the offshore scene, we call we call them dredges, okay? And we're talking um, big, you know, big heavy-duty dredges. We were actually trolling behind Ballyhoo, uh, Spanish mackerel. I saw a Spanish mackerel dredge the other day, and that almost gave me a heart attack. Um, you know, mullet, things like that as a teaser, okay? In the interesting, they'll put hooks on them and catch fish with them. Um, but we're talking big, bulky, heavy-duty things that you need some heavy gear to use. The Caspo Umbrella Rig is great because it's the same concept of a bait ball of, of many baits with, with, with one thing in mind made smaller so you can actually throw it. Um, and I've, there have been many a times, many a times, I've sat there and I've modified um, umbrella rigs, saltwater umbrella rigs, you know, ch- cutting down the arms and making them smaller and making them more accessible to use on the kayak. Okay, Because taking an eight-arm umbrella rig with 36 baits on it on a kayak, you know, that dang thing's 48 inches wide. It just doesn't make sense, okay? So, you know, these things truly have revolutionized our fishing, more than anything else, has revolutionized our fishing and our ability to fish. So, how do they work? Basically, again, it's a lead head, okay, with arms coming out the back. And those arms can have anything from spinner baits. I've seen it. It's just insane. Okay. To um, blades, you know, a bunch of blades and then one, you know, hook bait. To blades and hook bait, swim jigs. Um, to, um, you know, flies. And that's something I really enjoy using is, is, is like deceivers and, and and stuff like that uh, when they're they're eating smaller bait. That's uh, for another show. Anyway, it's a great concept that I truly like, and I and I really want to um, spread the gospel. Is the best way to put it. Okay, on, on these things, and I truly want you guys to use them. But before you even go and buy one. You have to have the correct gear. The correct terminal gear in this whole setup is key. And the first thing you're going to want to do is look at your rods, okay? If you only have medium light, medium, you know, um, you know, 15 to 20 class or even less than that rods, you're going to have to want to buy a new rod. Um, <clears throat> oh, my God. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I lose my voice again. Ah, there we go. Um, so what you're going to do is there are 100 rods out there that, that you could use. The two that I'm going to recommend, one, again, seems like a shameless plug, but it's what I truly believe in because I designed it. The other one is you can go and buy 
online right now, have it at your door in a week, and be fishing. Okay. Um, the first one is a Bull Bay Rods um, bomb dropper. It's something I designed. Um, it's meant to be a jig rod. It's meant to be a swim bait rod. And it's meant to be an Alabama rig rod. It's supposed to cover those three um, uh, fishing techniques. And it does it very, very well. I can tell you that much. Okay. Um, very, very good rod. The next one is a Carbo Max Bass Pro Shop rod. And I know what you're saying. That's a Bass Pro Shop rod. It's it's less than 100 bucks. It is truly, truly, truly a great rod. Okay, it's not going to last you a bunch of seasons. I can tell you that right now. It's going to last you one, maybe two seasons if you take care of it. Um, but it's the uh, the heaviest duty one they have. It's almost eight feet long, and it'll handle whatever you can give it for a season. Okay, the bull bay will last you, you know, to your great grandkids. Uh, but if you need a rod right now. That's what I would go with. Um, if you have spinning rods, that's all you throw. You're gonna have to. You're gonna want to learn how to use a bait caster. It's gonna give you more control. It's gonna give you more distance, and it's really gonna save your finger. I can tell you that. Okay, I don't care who you are. You start ripping, you know, braid across your 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 index finger. You're gonna want to wish you could throw a bait caster real quick. Okay, the reel. You're going to want something with some speed, 6.5 to 1, 6.7 to 1 if you can find them. Don't go slow. You need to pick up line quickly. 7.3 to 1, a little too fast for the technique. Okay, can it be used? Definitely. But for my money, I'm going to 6.5 to 1, 6.7, you know, high-speed reel. The line is next extremely important. Do not put 10-pound braid on there. You will be disappointed. Do not put mono on there. It will disappoint you. Don't put fluorocarbon on there. Trust me, you'll load that reel with fluorocarbon. You go wind up for a long cast and you spool the reel. Okay? This is what's going to happen. Put on there nothing less than 40-pound braid. I put 50-pound on there. Now, here's a great tip. If you do buy the bomb dropper, and I do appreciate it if you do, but if you buy a bomb dropper, you buy a reel, buy spare spools and load them up with different lines, okay, is what you're going to truly make you a more efficient angler. You can throw the, the spool in and out. You know, you're going from jig fishing, you're running to, to your next spot, because, you know, if you're in a boat um, and you go, you know what, I'm going to want to throw swim baits on fluorocarbon. Boom, boom, boom. You flip, flip, flip it out with your fluorocarbon set up, you're rolling. I mean, so I, that, that's that's a little tip for me to you. So, a little less than 40-pound braid. With that being said, tie on two feet, no more than two feet of 20 to 30-pound mono. Okay? You can use fluorocarbon, but I use mono. The reason for that is mono has stretch. Okay? It's going to help you absorb that hit. It's going to absorb the subsequent hits of other bass piling in on that umbrella rig later on down the road. It's really going to help you out. You know, I use 40 pounds sometimes, 40 pound mono. Okay. I, I've actually kind of switched over to fluorocarbon because I found a floor that kind of stretches, um, stretch, stretches like I like, but I use no more than, than, than two feet. And actually I use about 18 inches most of the time. Reason is that 
is that 18 inches for me on my, on my rod, my casting style. I bring that knot up to just underneath the tip, and I can do everything I want to with it. Okay, it's where, it, that's my point of, of casting, which is very, very, very helpful um, with these micro guys that, that are coming out in the scene having that ability. Anywho, um, sorry, I just reading my notes. Anyway, so you, you've got your, your rod set up. Now it's time to pick an umbrella rig that works for you. And this comes back to that wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thought we just had. And that's find one that looks nice. Find one that you believe in. I have literally thrown 30 or 40 different Alabama rigs or Castle umbrella rigs. Really, the, the difference is minute. Do I want it to have extra flash? I use this one. Do I want it to present baits better? I use this one. I need to use a lighter wire. I use this one. So buy, if, if you can, there's a couple that are like 15 bucks. Most of them are under 10 bucks. Buy up five or six. It'll truly make you, uh, you know, better. And you can find the one that works for you. You know, each one runs differently. Each one has a different, uh, you know, retrieve speed that it likes. That's something you have to play with. Now, baits that you can put on the back of these. And I truly believe you have to find one that works for you. For me and for many anglers out there that, that listen to the show, that because, that, folks, I will never, ever, ever promote a product that I don't believe in. Okay, I have never done it. Actually, I can't say that. I had one in the very beginning when I first started doing kayak fishing radio three years ago. A guy came on. I had no idea what his product was. It turned out to be crap. And I've regretted it ever since. And I will give you this promise. I will never promote a product, okay, or company that I do not believe in. I'll mention them, but I will never say buy their product. This one I will always tell you to buy their product because it's such a great thing. And that is Tommy Head Jigs. Super strong hooks, super great. I mean, absolutely awesome. And I, I truly believe 100% made in America, made in, made in Georgia, you will never, ever, ever, ever be disappointed in a Tommy head jigs. If you are, let me know. Let Tommy know. We'll fix it. And I promise you that. That's a God's honest truth. And literally, he was telling me the other day, and unfortunately Tommy's not on right now, and I know i got to take a break here in a second, is that Tommy was telling me that he had a product come back in, and a guy called him and said, hey, you know, I, I, I've i had this, this this one set up, and this has been happening. He literally was so distraught that he wiped out a whole stock of pre-poured, painted, everything jigs because he was afraid that the whole stock was bad and did not want to put that out. Now, that's that, that's the money that he just kind of just threw, threw away. <clears throat> but that tells you what kind of guy he is. And, and I know that he... Uh, he still it still worries him to this day. It still bugs him to this day. Um, and this has been almost a year now um, since that happened. And, that, and that, that's what I believe in. And that's, you know, I cannot say enough about Tommy and, and, and his product that he puts out. But we've got to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about baits to put on the back there and when and how to fish it. And, and you know, what happens when that big fish hits and you got to rail them in with two other big bass on there. Mm, that's a big old sight right there. We'll be back with more of the Low Sodium Show only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. Jackson Kayaks, 
can't say enough about their fishing line of kayaks. There's a model for every type of fishing you can think of. Stability at its best. A comfortable, high-low style seat. Get to your local dealer and set up a test paddle in a Jackson kayak. Paddle is luxury. Go to jacksonkayak.com to find a dealer near you. Hi, folks. Uh, you, you've heard me talk about Tommy Head Jigs. And actually, we were just talking about them just now. And, you know, I have a book on, my, on the chat room, and I love people in the chat room. Love you guys. You know, you guys really help cheer me on. But all I see is people loving their Tommy Head Jigs, and it makes me happy. Tommy Head Jigs are made in America by an American for Americans. Um... But if you're not from America, don't worry. You can still use them, too. Um, but absolutely awesome. Strong, must-add hook. An absolutely awesome head design that keeps that bait up and keeps you fishing. So for more information, go to TommyHeadJigs.com. Check them out. Pick up a handful. Let them know. If the Low Sodium Show on Mark Wheeler sent you. Please. Please. Please let them know. <laughs> and uh, get out there and, and, and catch some catch some fish with Tommy Head Jigs. Absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. Hi, folks. We've been talking about them. Unfair lures. Truly leading the industry. They are the number one bait right now in Florida. They have taken over in Florida. Simple as that. So if you want to have the unfair advantage, pick up Unfair Lures right now. From their website, unfairlures.com, or one of the many dealers in the area. And guess what, folks? Hampton Roads is now the next place that Hampton said Unfair Lures is taking over. You can go to Boaters Warehouse on Alaskan Road, pick you up a Ripping Flash, a Greenie, or any of them right now, and get your fish on with Unfair Lures. Again, go to unfairlures.com, pick up the Unfair Advantage, and join the Fish Show Nation. Take back the water with Unfair Lures. You are listening to The Low Sodium Show on Kayak Fishing Radio with your host, Mark, the Landing Crew Wheeler. And we're back. Ah, nice little relaxing. Welcome back. Nice relaxing. Sitting there drinking a beer. And then I... <laughs> <laughs> Do it, baby. Do and it. who's the pig this week, Mark? Whose pig is it? The pig of the week goes to the TKAA uh, team at the uh, charitable catch a fish for kids they had this weekend. It's they are the only kayak fishing team that fish against boaters. 
all these boating clubs, everything else, they came in there, and they laid the smack down. We're talking smack the pig. I'm talking this kind of pig, smack. I mean, they were smacking the pig. They got 32 points, runs off a point system. The next closest team only had 19. They asked wow. for congratulations to everybody on there. They did a great job. Big, big, you know, Jackson Kayak, you know, awesome job to Drew Camp, uh, part of our uh, junior angler team. Did great. Way to go, Drew. And uh, Congrats, everyone who Drew. participated. Awesome job. Keep it up. Awesome. Yeah, got to love the piggy. Matt got no idea what was going on. He's like, whoa, it's a pig, it's a pig, it's a pig, a pig, a pig. Anyway, that was our pig of the week. I love pigs of the week. They make me all happy, happy, happy. And, ooh, and remember, folks, in less than an hour, well, where's that? That wonderful sound. Oh, not the whip, you goofball. Ah, there it is. In less than an hour, the new season of Duck Dynasty. One more time, please. You know, and that's almost worth a uh, another one of these. I haven't done this one in a long time. And that is, where'd it go? It's not this one, no. Bob? Oh, man, it's gone. Oh. Gosh, darn it. Oh, it kind of sounds like this one. Man, that's... Um, 
and, and I truly love tactical angler clips um, through and through. Put the clips on there. You need the 50-pound. I think it's the smallest one that he has. Yeah, um, I was going to say, uh, Mark, have have you seen the Spro ones? I mean, I don't want to rain on Tactical Angler's Parade. They have a great product there, but Spro has a snap, uh, split snap, which is kind of like the same yeah. idea, but they make theirs a little smaller that you can get them in uh, 25 pound, and that's a and nice you know little uh, setup I, for great for freshwater. Yeah, I've actually used them, and I've ah, lost I, fish because of them. Oh, well, uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny. Because I was using a, a, a cast ball umbrella. It was when it first came out. I lost a few fish with the with the stock snaps that came with it. And I was like, you know what? Those those you know the the, the TA clips are just killing me. They're a little big. I don't know if they'll work. I put the spros on there, and I was throwing in a big thing of brush. And I hooked up on a pig. I mean, when I when I saw that mouth open and shake with the with the uh, with the a rig in his mouth. Look like a five-gallon bucket with the uh, umbrella rig inside of it shaking. I mean, there's a monster. And I had one of the edge edge baits actually hook onto a limb. And uh. I just started wrenching, trying to pop them loose. And instead of the clip popping off the limb, it broke off the fish because he twisted it and, and it and it failed. Uh, <clears throat> so... Yeah, um, the, that clip's not going to break. Yeah, the the um, I mean, just absolutely worth buying. Fifty pounds the last year of your lifetime, and I promise you that. If not, you can email uh, Crazy Al, and uh, he'll take care of you. Anyway, um, put the clips on there. They're pretty inexpensive. You can buy fifty for um, for pennies, I mean, literally, and the last year lifetime. Um, I'll put the clips on there. Learn how to use them. It'll be definitely worth your while to learn how uh, you know, how to use them. And then put your baits on there. And you can literally use them for a million different ways, different baits, different techniques. Um, like, again, get off track. The baits you don't want to put on there are baits that mimic the forage in the lake. You have a lake that's full of minnows, small flukes. Talking three-inch flukes. Uh, the uh, eighth-ounce Tommy Head Jig, great. A size two-odd hook, even better. Um, you know, you've got a lot of bluegill. You know, your 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 pumpkin-colored baits, your, your green pumpkins, your watermelons, definitely will be worth it. You've got a lot of shad. Maybe light colors, maybe white, maybe purple. You've got a lot of um, weird stuff in your lake, okay? Use any colors you want. The great thing about it is that it just mimics a bait ball, okay? So you can literally use the electric chicken and still catch bass, okay? I literally, the one day, I was running out of baits. But I had like two baits of uh, chicken off the chain from Slayer Inc., great company right there. I had a few baits from um, I had a few baits of um, I think I had Purple Nurple. I've got all Slayer baits from baits. I truly believe in them. And uh, uh, you should too. Anyway. <coughs> um, I had Purple Nurple. I had Chicken Off the Chain. I had uh, um, Silver Mullet. 
and I had one other one. I, I think it was like I had two of a color. Um, it was a golden eye. It was a, it was a weird one that I had. I literally went ahead. And, um, you know all these different colors around this this bait. And I threw it out there. First cast, boom, five pounds. I was like, oh hell yeah. Throw it back out there, boom, four pounder, three pounder, four pounder, three pounder, off of one point. And that's when I went, it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter what you put on there. And literally, you can put any combination of colors on there. It will all catch fish. Because if you look at a bait ball, a lot of times, it'll be one shad of this color, one shad of this color. Might be a bluegill in there. Might be some some small walleye. Okay, you just never know what's in a bait ball. Okay, so you can you can change it up and really do well. How do you fish these lures? Is is the main thing, and I tell everyone like a spinner bait. <coughs> and people go, "What the hell are you talking about? Fish like a spinner bait? You cast it out there, you reel it in, start stop, you know, speed it up, slow it down." You know, there is no wrong way to fish it. Let me take that back. There is a wrong way to fish it, and that's just to reel it in straight. You want that bait ball to look stressed, look erratic. Snap the rod tip. Pause it. Jerk it. Um, anything like that. Now, another great way that I've actually been doing for about, well, I did it this, this past spring, so I haven't had a chance to somebody to really get out, is actually using it as a flip bait around docks. I, that right there, I know some guys are going, huh? I'm telling you, the three arm, the three arm, or even the five arm. I was using a five arm at the time before the three arms really became pop, pop, uh, popular. And that's using it like a flip bait around docks, around wood. Because you look at any dock, it just makes sense. This is just me. You look at any dock, you look in the water, what's usually around the dock legs? Bait, right? So you take that, 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 that I guess, umbrella rig on a bomb dropper. Uh, hello, you know, see, I'm, you know, scatter bomb. You drop the scatter bomb on there. Coming out from a full bait rod, just saying. Anyway, you drop the, 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 the scatter bomb. Boom. It hits the water. You literally let it sink out to, as far as you want to go. And reel it in, pick it back up, and cast again. Boom. Pick it up, cast it again. And literally, nine times out of ten, the moment that bait hits the water, it starts to go down, it gets hammered. I mean, we're talking straight up, big time, big boy pants on. Hang on. It gets hammered. Okay. It's one of those things. It's a great way of keeping the same rod in your hands, not having to switch up, not trying to change anything up. You just kind of flip it right in there. Boom, you hit, you hit them. Okay, I've literally caught four bass off of one dock before in one cast. Simple as that. With that being said, please check with your local regulations. Some states are, are stupid. <laughs> so please check with your local regulations before you do anything. With the cast umbrella rig. Okay. Now, great stuff, but 
if you were looking for a day to really make the, the Casmo Umbrella rig shine, okay, you're going to wait for a day where you get some wind. You want a little chop on the water. You want a partly cloudy, cloudy sky. It's going to help break up the, the, the shadows with that bait. The, the top water action is going to really break up its, its silhouette. Okay. And you can fish the Casmo Umbrella rig, which is the best, best part about it. In 30 degree water, up to 90 degree water, it is the perfect bait. No guessing, should I throw it today? Just throw it. I'm not telling you. I am actually telling you. It will put more fish in the boat for you. It does for me. I've always got one <coughs> ready to roll, and it's always something I'm using. Now, how do you store these things? Okay. There's another question I get a lot of. Um, so what I do, how I store mine, is I carry zip ties on my kayak all the time. Okay? And if it does, a lot of them will come with a, uh, a split ring. I remove that split ring. It rattles, it, it gets in the way, it catches line, it catches weeds. And all I do is I just take the whole rig in my hand, if I can get my hand around it, and just kind of collapse it down a little bit, throw a zip tie over it, and then I carry um, two length, however long the, the, the Alabama rig is, uh, two inch or inch and a half piece of PVC. I slide it down inside, stick it in my kayak, stick it in my box, stick it wherever I want to, put caps on the end, whatever. It's out of the way. Now it's a, you know, 13-inch, um, or however long it might be, tube that just fits in the bottom of my crate and my bag or whatever. And it's, it packs way really nice. It doesn't take up a whole lot of room, and uh, it's easily accessible. So go out there and try the Alabama rig, or the Castle Umbrella rig. I truly believe it'll make you a better angler in the sense that it'll put more fish in your boat because you are using something that the bass sees every day, and that's a bait ball. Simple as that. All right, we'll take a quick second and uh, bring Chris back. Chris Carlisle from North Dakota, Minnesota area. Um, so, Chris, I hear that you've got this kayak fishing club. Um, why don't you uh, go ahead and uh, shamelessly plug it? <laughs> you there, Chris? Yeah, I'm here. Can I grab the phone? <laughs> Sorry, no notice. So, like I said, I hit you at the kayak fishing club. Go ahead and um, you know, go ahead and plug it, buddy. Well, we we uh, decided a, a handful of guys up here in the North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin. I mean, anybody that borders Minnesota, basically, we're accepting. You know, um, but yeah, we decided to start up a little club that uh, helps promote the kayak fishing in our area and getting people, you know, more used to seeing those little tiny boats like we're running in the the rivers and in some of those bigger lakes. So uh, anybody up in the, the upper Midwest, you know, look us up. We're online and on Facebook at uh, Minnesota Kayak Fishing Association.org. Awesome. And, yeah, we try to do some tournaments and some get-togethers and stuff like that, but, you know, all that good stuff. Nice, 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 nice. Now, 
And this goes out to anyone. If you have a kayak club or a kayak uh, um, business or fishing business or whatever, go to uh, kayakfishingboondoggle.com and donate. You know, I, I think the, the lowest section is what, Matt? 250 Um But you get yeah, basically so, yeah. free area time. You get a lot of uh, exposure for your club uh, for a pretty decent price. Um, and uh, it, it is truly worth, you know, it's 250 bucks. I mean, you can get five or six guys together and pay for it, or you know, it's just you know, it's it's tax deductible, so you can take that out of your your tax at the end of the year and get that back. Um, but donate, please, folks, to the kayak fishing boondoggle. We've been saying it a few times uh, throughout the show, but it truly is appreciated, and uh, it's definitely worth it for everyone involved. But Chris, I can't. Yeah, so I've heard about possibly on. the next boondoggle, um, maybe being up in Canada next year. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just don't. I, I just don't I think know it's going to be in the middle of the happen. summer, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, 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 yeah, that would uh, that would uh, be kind of difficult in like February. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so, I was going to say too. I, I think uh, I think for the February boondoggle, kind of depending on where it's going to be. Um, but yeah, I think there's a group of us from here up here in Minnesota. I think we're going to get together and we're going to come down and finally meet you guys face to face. Excellent. Very cool. I think you guys. Would, well, we've had guys from Maine. We had one guy from Michigan. Uh, the last Boondoggle. Trying to think of the name. Dakota, so we had one guy Minnesotans yet. No, I don't think anyone from. Uh, from Badger, oh, that's not Badger Country. That's uh, Minnesota is the um, University the land of Minnesota. Land of 10,000 lakes. Land of 10,000 lakes. Land. Yep. Minnesota. Land of 10,000 lakes. Oh, it's lanes. the Golden Gophers. That's Minnesota, right. The Golden Gophers. There you go. But, um, uh, North Dakota yeah. Fighting Sioux. There you go. There you go. Well, yeah, we'd love to have you. And uh, I love having you on, Chris. Feel free to call back anytime. And, um, you know, join us, uh, you know, listen to the podcast and everything else. And um, if you want to do a, a club profile, let me know. We'll have the whole club on here and we'll talk uh, fish in Minnesota. Hey, man, that sounds yeah. like a good idea. Yeah, like Chris, thanks for calling that. in, man. We appreciate it. Um, definitely feel free to call in next week. I have to change great, my phone. Though. My phone's dying. Hold on. <laughs> the, our, our great technology of our radio show. Good golly, Miss Molly. Anyway, thank you again, Chris, and uh, uh, hope to catch you back next time. Sounds great. I hope to be there. Great, buddy. All right. It is now that time again. I hope you didn't leave early thinking, oh, he already talked about the great winter doggle. Oh, it's time for the winter doggle. Winter doggle time. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? Oh, here I got it. You want me to play the uh, promo? Or are you just going to go over it? I'm just going to go over it. Go um, for it. Folks, the winter doggle is pretty simple. Um, from July 31st to September 4th. That's one of those days. Um, every week, I'm going to be doing a special keyword. It's going to make a phrase. Okay? We've already done two. I'm not going to say them anymore. Uh, but we've done two. You know, listen, from the past two weeks, at the end, at the boondoggle, 
Come find me. Tell me the phrase. I will give you a ticket on Saturday night. I'm going to announce that winner. And that winner is going to win a fully customized Bull Bay Rod from Bull Bay Rods. You're also going to win the ultimate tackle pack of Tommy Head Jigs and the newest unfair pack of unfair lures. We're not just talking like five or six baits with unfair lures. We're talking about every bait that they make and most colors. Yeah. And a play no tackle box. Awesome. Okay. Next, what you're going to also win is a swag pack from Orca Coolers and Jackson Kayaks. I mean, we're talking, you're going to be decked out in, in, in Orca and Jackson. I mean, it's looking sweet. Okay. Um, next, let's see here. We got, I think we got everyone, right? Unfair, Jackson Kayak, Orca Coolers. Tommy had Jake, oh. Unfair Lures. That's it. Yeah. I think that's going to go. Uh, oh, no. Wait, there's more. Check this yeah, out, y'all. Yeah, the, the top I'm of the grand prize portion of it. <laughs> the, the true grand prize. Okay, for the real boondogger out there. And you're going, there's something besides a, a rod and swag and, you know, more lures than I know what to do with in a year. Yeah. Your next boondoggle, your campsite and meal for the Saturday night, is going to be paid for. That, that, I don't think there's a better deal than that. No, no. And all you have to do is listen to the Low Sodium Show. Please tell everyone to come out and check it out. All right, it's absolutely worth it. Listen to the show. But today's word, uh, yeah, it's, you know, actually kind of like, you know, premature to dot it, okay? I did. Um, but the word of the week for this week, and we've done a K and an F, and you don't know what that is, listen to the show and you'll figure it out, okay? This week's word is bass. Yeah, yeah, that's that. There it is. Okay. So, write it down. Listen to the other shows. Find it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, find it. On our Facebook page, go to our event side. Click on the event, and you'll see it there. Look for the one where the thousands of, of people have been invited. Okay? Click on it and let you know that you're going. If I look at it Saturday night... And I don't see your name on the going list. Okay? I might have to disqualify you. I'm just saying. Give you plenty of opportunity. So, because quickly when Matt would go to the event page, click on the win a doggle with all the people invited on it, because we've got like six months for whatever reason. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I post that link on the chat room real fast. Yes. Okay. Now, that being said, if you go on and I see that you invite people to the Winnedoggle and you're at the Boondoggle, I give you two tickets automatically. No questions asked. Okay? I'll have a list of people that, that send an invite. So if you send an invite to two people, guess what? You just send an invite, got that out there even more, I'm going to give you an extra ticket. Okay? So now you just doubled your opportunity at winning the win a doggle prize pack. And that's only on low sodium show. I know, uh, you know I'm just saying. Uh, kind of greedy in that sense. <laughs> but 
go ahead and invite people to the winter doggle. And, um, yeah, have an opportunity of, of uh, getting absolutely set up for some awesome fishing. So, I think that's about going to cover it tonight. I think we, uh, we've we had a great show. I'd like to thank everyone that showed up. I'd like to thank Chris for uh, calling in. Um, Matt, you got his uh, his info for me, buddy? Yeah, I just need his email address so we can let him know what kind of prize we're sending him, or you're sending him. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. That's all I need um, to send me. PM me that, Chris, if you get a chance. Yep. Or you and, can also um, email at me at matt at kayakfishingradio.com. And then, Matt, can you send that to Tommy and let him know? Uh, Mark said price pack. Okay. okay. So that will be a Tommy head jig pack, then. That's all we need yes. to know. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Hooking you up with the best. Um, but I'd like to thank everyone who showed up. Chris Carlisle, I saw Tim Morris, I saw Chris Johnson, I think, one time, Matt Giles. Um, thank you for, for, um, for showing up tonight in the chat room. Let's see if I can go back and see how many. Once again, that that uh, win a doggle link for the Facebook is in the chat room. There you go. And uh, thank you, guests, and everyone who's listening in on the app. I tip my hat to you. To all those listening to this on the podcast, thank you so much. We cannot do this without y'all. Absolutely. But I'd like to say thank you to Bull Bay Rods, to Orca Coolers, Jackson Kayak, can I say enough about Jackson Kayak? Um, and just awesome, awesome people. They thank you to Paul Van Rien and Unfair Lures, Tommy Hibden with Tommy Head Jigs, um, and Chip Treehugger Gibson, the Thursday night host, the original, the one who makes this all possible. Um, cannot thank you enough, uh, buddy, for um, for allowing um, me the opportunity the past three years to entertain all y'all and pass all my knowledge. And also, Mark and Adam with... Looking for a group of kayak anglers to share your kayak fishing adventures with? Yes. Check out yachtangler.com, your ultimate fishing resource. There you go. There you go. Simple as that. Again, folks, I cannot thank you enough for showing up tonight. Next week's show, um, we're going to talk about this new revolution of hooks that are coming down the pike, and it's kind of a precursor to a later show, but later on that. Um, these no-tie hooks. We're talking about the no-tie hooks, the thought process behind them, and, you know, if they actually do work. That's my phone going off. We're also going to talk about fall patterns that are that are currently starting in many areas of the country. I mean, we didn't even get above 80 degrees today. It was that cool in August. God, who would have ever thought that? I mean, just August, it should be 100 degrees every day, okay? You know, a yeah, I stepped outside this morning. I was like, wind. should I bring my dry gear to work? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, I walked out of the house. We had a northeast wind, and it was chilly enough I had to put a sweatshirt on. I mean, that's crazy. Anyway, um, we're talking about fall patterns. Things you need to start getting ready now for your fall pattern. If you're up in Maine, if you're up in the northern realms of the country or in Canada, you're already pretty much in a fall pattern, I hate to tell you. But we're going to talk about that next week. Again, folks, thank you for showing up. Thank you all, all my personal sponsors. Thank you, 
thank you, Matt Trucks, for showing up tonight. I bow my head and thank you. Anytime. And always, folks, remember, take a kid fishing. Always wear your PFD. It does you no good if it's floating away. And always remember, get your fish on, man. Good night, everybody. <laughs>